0: As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.
1: Hey, welcome to Home Group. It's Friday night. By the way, we want to pray for you. If you feel like you need somebody to pray with you, we're here. We want to pray for you. So send us an email at prayer at renner.org or you can call us 1-800-742-5593. Now, usually at night, nobody's there to take the phone, but we always call you back. If you've ever called us for prayer, you know we always call you back. And hey, when you contact us for prayer, you can be 100% sure you're gonna really be prayed for. I believe Jeremiah 33, three. Call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. If you call us, we'll call out to God with you in faith, and God will move heaven and earth for you. We believe that. Just let us know how to pray. You know, we're already praying for you. We pray for you every night, every morning. But when we know how to pray for you, we're more effective. So tell us specifically how we can be praying for you. And if you'll go to our website, you'll see that right now we're offering you free The download called Running Your Race with Purpose. Hey, friend, home group, these downloads are amazing. What an amazing gift. You know, we don't just put a lot of time into it, a lot of energy. We put a lot of money into these because we want them to be a blessing to you. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's my job. My job is to feed people, teaching they can trust. And if you're a partner with this ministry, you're helping us do that. And I want to say thank you. If you're not, please pray about joining as a partner. Just call us or go online to become a partner right now. You can change somebody's life by making a contribution every week. That is amazing to me. People don't even have to get out of their chair and they can change somebody's life somewhere else in the world. That is amazing technology. God has made it so easy for us to be effective. Anyway, if you're not a partner, please become a partner. But remember, we're offering you the download for free at runner.org, And you can order the whole series. Now, this week in home group, we've been talking as a group. But in the regular TV program, which is what this is, I really teach verse by verse, point by point, about how you can run your race with purpose. Order yours today. Denise.
2: And if you are a partner, I want to say thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I know, I know many of you. And when you put that check in the mail or or you do whatever you do online, that takes your faith. It does. And you're committed. And you're with us. And I just thank you so much for being a partner with us. Mm-hmm. And I have something precious in my hands. It's called A Life Ablaze. It's by Rick Renner. And this book, and I think this book would be so good right now because of things that are happening in our world. And this, this is going to help you keep more, more committed, more founded on God's word so that you can keep a blaze for Jesus.
1: Show us the front of that book, A Life Ablaze.
2: Life Ablaze. We're
1: supposed to be an Inferno for Jesus. And
2: it says Amen. ten simple keys to living on fire for God.
0: Amen. Hey, welcome, Joel. Thank you. I want to ask you to please like and comment on these videos. Every morning dad wakes up and he reads comments from home group. And I think it's just fun that you can directly message him and comment he reads them. And I read many of them also, and I want to say thank you for doing it. Thank you for liking and commenting. I think these home groups bless people, and it's just wonderful we get to study the Bible together. And you know what, Joel?
1: Some people comment so much, I know their names. It's like I, I go on social media and hey, there's our friend. There's this one. There's that one. We know you. Thank you so much. It means every. It's our home group. Mm-hmm. Paul?
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Home Group Tonight. And tonight we will be continuing to talk about what it means to run your race. And I'm so glad we've been talking about that because we all have a race to run. And I hope that you know your race, your purpose, God-given purpose for you. And you should put everything that you have into fulfilling God's purpose for you. That's right. You know, when you come to
1: 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the Apostle Paul is talking about running your race. And I want us to kind of end where we began this week. But then we're going to go on to see what is a castaway. Because Paul says, hey, you don't want to be a castaway. What's a castaway? Well, we're going to find out. But let's go to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and they live next door to Ismia. And what takes place every two years in Isthmia, Joel? The games. The games. Foot races. Foot races. Ah, my students are listening.
3: Well, your students. You've actually taken us to those places. I
1: have. I've taken you to Isthmia because I wanted you to see what Paul's talking about. And we went to the
3: museum, and most of the museum was
1: about the races. And the people in Corinth could just walk right over there. That's how close Isthmia was. And so they all went to the games, and Paul's speaking to them in athletic terms they understand today. He would probably talk to you about football. But they didn't have football. They had the foot races. So he's talking to them in terms they really understand. He says, hey, all you Corinthians, know ye not? And the Greek is really emphatic, and it kind of carries an idea of shock. What, what, what? Don't don't you know? Have you not gotten it yet? Of all people, you, above all else, should understand this. Why? Because they knew the games. Know ye not that they that run in a race run all? The word run... A form of the Greek word "treko," which means to make a dash for it, to move your feet as fast as you can, It's the picture of a runner that is steadily moving in one direction toward a finish line. He says, "They that run in a race." Even the word "race" is important because it is the word "stadion," it's where we get the word "stadium," and it describes a really long race track, mm. really long. And they were standard, but it means. You're not just going to run a few steps to finish this race you got to start and you got to stay in it and stay in it and stay in it and stay in it until you get to the end and that's also important we haven't talked about that when you start the race you got to be in this for the long haul he says they run all which means everybody's in a race i'm in a race denise is in her own race We're in it together, but we're in it separately. Joel, Paul, Philip, you, our grandkids, your kids, your grandkids, we're all in a race. And Paul says, only one receives the prize, so run. The Greek says, consequently, therefore, run, move your feet that you may obtain. Obtain is the word katalambano, depending on how it's used. It can describe something that is freely given that you have to, to simply receive. But it can also be translated to take something by force. And it's both true in this case. God says, here it is. I'll give it to you. But you got to take it. God does the giving. But if you don't do the taking, if you don't get your faith and your feet moving, if you don't get your hands out there to take it, it'll never be yours. Even though God gives it to you, you've got to take it. There's a giving and there's a taking. We're really talking about an attitude. And Paul says, run that you may obtain, which means it is correct for you to want to be the winner. Amen. Amen. Hey, but let's go on to verse 25. And every man, the word heck is to us, every man, no one excluded, <coughs> that strives for the mastery. This is what we talked about last night, the Greek word agonizomai, agony. Mastery describes the one going for the gold, the one that's really going for reward. If you want to be rewarded, if you want to attain the goal, you have to go through a little agony to get there. Just part of it. Somebody might say, oh, it's just so hard to lose weight. Oh, it's just so hard to get my finances in shape. Well, choose your hard. You just have to choose your hard. It's hard to be overweight. It's hard to be immobile. It's hard to lose what you have to choose which hard you want. It's hard to be in financial bondage. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be free, at least in the beginning, but eventually it's not hard. It's a blessing. You have to choose your hard. Hard's just part of life. And Paul says, if you're going to succeed in anything, you got to deal with yourself. And that's why he says, you've got to be temperate. Enkreteo is the Greek word, self-control, self-dominance. This is the biggest part of every battle. The devil is easy to deal with. He is not an issue. The biggest issue is dealing with yourself. That's why Proverbs says, he that controls himself is stronger than the one who takes a city. Mm -hmm. Most people are defeated not because of the devil. They're defeated because they can't master themselves. Isn't that the truth?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's the truth. And and I love that scripture, Proverbs chapter sixteen verse thirty two that Rick just quoted, because that's god's view that that this is what's so really powerful in his eyes. It's when we master ourselves, our anger, our attitude, our lack of patience,
1: lack of discipline
2: lack of discipline that he looks at that and he says. You know, those people who take a city, they're really powerful. And people make statues to them. We read about them in history books. And they are powerful. But God looks past those statues and what's written in those history books. And He looks at you. And He says, Oh, she's powerful. Oh, He's powerful. Mm. Because He's taking control of his own self Mm. that's god's view
0: amen joel Uh, i'm reading the new living translation yeah it says verse 25 all athletes are disciplined in their training and you can tell when an athlete was ready when competition starts Mm. you know when before competition everyone's an athlete once competition starts you can tell who was really working and it's the same thing in life if you were taking care of your body and taking care of your finances when, when life gets hard, you can tell who is being, being disciplined all along. And those who were not, you can, you can see that they, they got out of the race. And I think it's very important that we mm. be disciplined during the race and after the race and at all times, because when it really matters, that's when you'll see who is being disciplined.
1: But in verse 25, Paul says, we do it for an incorruptible crown, which means in eternity, there's going to be a reward for us and those who master themselves, they're gonna get a reward. They really are, they're gonna get a reward. And Paul then says in verse 26, I therefore so run, the word I in Greek is the word ego. He's drawing attention to himself and I really like this because it's like he's saying, hey guys, I'm not just preaching to you, I. He's pointing to himself, this is what I personally do. Everything I'm telling you, it's what I do. The mentality I'm telling you to have, it is my mentality. I'm not telling you to do anything I'm not doing. I, therefore, in the same way, run. I'm doing everything I tell you to do. This is how I deal with me. Then he says, not as uncertainly. We saw last night the word uncertainly, the Greek word adelos means what? Aimlessly, without direction, having no plan, no aim. Paul says, I'm not just running here and running there and running here and running there. And then he goes on to explain, so fight I not as one that beats the air. First of all, he says he fights. This is a fight. This is a fight. And the word fight is a Greek word, and listen to this, it is the word for a boxer. And the word is so unusual in the New Testament, it's the only time it's ever used in the New Testament. Paul is talking about a boxer. He says, so I'm boxing. Then he adds, Not as one that beats the air. The word not is the word uk, which is the emphatic form of the word uk. Not, emphatically not. As one that beats the air. The word beat, the word dero, which describes the grueling practice of just beating somebody. But here it's the air, empty space. It is a picture of a shadow boxer. A shadow boxer who's just swinging, hitting the air. But Paul says, I'm not aimless. I'm not just doing this with no sense of direction and no plan. I'm not like a boxer that's just striking and swinging at the air. I have no target. It's describing a person with no target. Have you ever seen a shadow boxer? Man, they're swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging and never hitting anybody. They have no target. Just lots of Energy. And guess what, guys? There's a lot of people like this. They exert so much energy and never get anything done because they don't have a goal. They don't have a plan. It just breaks my heart to see people who are trying so hard. It's not a question of sincerity or effort. They're really trying. But because they don't have a goal they don't ever get anywhere. And Paul in this verse is telling us if we're going to attain a reward, if we're going to get to the end of our race, we have to know what we're aiming for. Don't be a shadow boxer. You have to know what you're trying to strike. You got to know what you're fighting. You got to know what you're trying to defeat. And then he says in verse 27, Oh my goodness, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means, when I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Guys, do you see where he says, I keep under? It's the Greek word hupo piazzo. The word hupo means under. The word piazzo describes the lower part of the face. A little translation, I keep under the lower part of my face. What is in the lower part of your face? Your mouth. Your mouth. One translator says, I beat my mouth black and blue. You know why? Because your mouth will talk you out of victory. Your mouth will talk you out of discipline. Your mouth will talk you out of staying on track. If you listen to yourself, you will talk yourself out of everything good. You have to come to a moment where you shut your mouth and say, I'm going to do this, whether I want to do it or not. You quit talking to yourself and you take authority over your mouth. Paul said, my greatest enemy is my mouth.
2: Well, when we speak, <laughs> we, when, we, when we use our mouth, we believe what we say. The Bible says that our words go into our stomach and they go into our ears. They go into us before they even go to others. And it even says that our words are so powerful, they go into our stomach and they, they, you're eating your own words. Are your words worth eating? Are they going to digest well? Are they going to make you sick? Or are they going to make you well? And the, and the words that we choose, those are the words that we believe.
1: And you know, James chapter three says that a mature man is one that's able to control his mouth. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It is great maturity when you can just shut up. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to talk like that. Just control your mouth. And Paul says in this verse, the one thing that's going to really knock me out is my mouth. So i got to get my mouth under control. I'm going to keep under my body, talking about his mouth. And then Paul Renner, it says, and bring it into subjection. Bring into subjection is a Greek word, which means to lead about as a slave, to treat as a slave, mm. to subject. It describes stern and rigid discipline to keep under control or mastery, to dominate, to claim as one slave, which means my mouth and my body are not controlling me. I am controlling me. My body is my slave. My body is not going to tell me what to do. My mouth is not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to take control of my mouth and my body. I'm going to claim it as my slave and subject it to stern discipline until it obeys me. Now, this is the reason why most people lose the battle. People do not lose the battle because they don't have authority. People do not lose the battle because they don't have power. They have the authority of Jesus. They have the power of the Holy Spirit they don't have self-control. That's why people lose the battle. They just say, I can't help myself. I can't control myself. Well, as long as you say that, that'll be true. That'll be true. You need to grab hold of your mouth, grab hold of your body, and take charge. That's what Paul says in this verse. And he goes on to say, now look at the end of this verse, guys. Lest that by any means when I've preached to others, I myself should be... A castaway. A cast? What in the world is a castaway? Well, first of all, it says should be. It's a form of the Greek word genomai, which in this case develops something, describes something that develops progressively and then suddenly overcomes him and overtakes him. Mm-hmm. So whatever a castaway is, it doesn't happen immediately. Mm-hmm. It happens over a period of time. The word castaway is a Greek word, adokimas, adokimas. From the word dokimeo, which means approved, you put an A on the front, disapproved, no longer approved, unfit, rejected, one disapproved, discredited, disqualified, dishonored, shamed, hence a castaway. Very interesting, Denise. It's the same word for reprobate. The same word for reprobate. It means ill-affected. And Paul says, if you don't grab hold of your mouth and if you don't take charge of your body, you will eliminate yourself. You will eliminate yourself. Is the devil involved? To be sure the devil's involved. That the devil has to have a participant. If you refuse to participate, the devil can't do much to you. That's why you need to get my book called "Dress to Kill. I deal with the fact that the words war and warfare, which are used in the New Testament, five times, are never used in connection with the devil. Those words, war and warfare, are used in connection every single time with the mind. Mm. It's all right here. This is where the battle takes place. You decide you're going to control yourself. You decide you're going to practice self-dominance. You decide you're going to take control of your mouth. You decide you're going to turn your body into your instrument or you decide not to. And Paul says, even he, he's known great power, known great anointing after he preached to others. It didn't mean the whole deal was done. He said, even I can be a castaway. I can drift and become discredited, shamed, reprobate. Adokimas. We don't want that to happen. Of course not. So if we're going to finish our race, Stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema, a place of evaluation and designation, and do it with a smile on our face, excited to look into the face of Jesus. Then we have got to pay a price right now, which the Bible calls agonizomai, which is agony. You just got to deal with you. You got to deal with you. It's never fun to deal with you.
0: But that's what you got to do. Joel? I am thinking about the Apostle Paul. He said if he was afraid, I could be disqualified. If the Apostle Paul could be disqualified, I think we can say anybody can be disqualified. And it's very important that we stick to the training and watch what we say. Like Mom said, you know, your words matter, and they matter most to yourself. You know, you believe what you say more than anybody else. And I think that's very, very important. And we need to train ourselves. We need to remember that we have an eternal award ahead of us. And we do not need to disqualify ourselves with our words or lack of exercise and moderation i think that's very very important
1: you know in the renner family when you guys were growing up and even to this day there are certain vocabulary words that are not spoken in our home words of negativism they're not spoken in our home if anybody ever said i can't oh people were paid a big price for saying i can't we even washed our kids mouth out with soap for saying i can't we wanted them to understand we don't use that kind of terminology in our home we just don't use it the mouth eliminates you. So you have to eliminate the negative things from being spoken from your mouth. Paul?
3: Amen. Thank you for bringing all this up. Thank you for talking about it the way you've been talking about it today and not just today but over the previous home groups because we're talking about following the Lord and we're talking about something that we're all called to do. And if we're all called to do it, it means we can do it but we're warned that it won't be easy. And it's... Not going to be easy, not because God meant it to be difficult, just because you know we do have flesh, and we are on, we are on here on the planet Earth in a fallen world, and life happens. But we are more; the one in us is powerful, more powerful, stronger than the one in this world. So when life happens, don't worry; you can conquer that, you can get over that, because we have a purpose. You know, last week I was
1: speaking to one of our team members. He's a member of our A team. And he was (coughs) talking about my level of production in my life. Because I'm writing books. I'm doing TV programs. It is unending. And you know what, Denise? I think that you and the boys would agree. I have never had a more productive season in my life than right now. But you know what? I said to him, he said, how do you do it? I said, it's a decision. It's just a decision. You cannot live by your emotions. Life is a decision. A lot of people don't like that because they want to live by their emotions.
3: And I think it was on Tuesday we talked about the judgment seat of Christ, place of evaluation, Yeah. Romans 14.10. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So we have motivation. We've got pretty good motivation to continue and to do what we're called to do.
0: Amen. Joel? I think what you said about, you know, most productive time in your life, absolutely is the truth for both of you. But I think it has a lot to do with the way you're thinking. We can all do more than we're doing now. That's a good way to think, period. And it's the truth. We can all do more than we're doing now. There is a great future ahead of us. And let's say you have 100% success. Well, go for it. If you think you can succeed, go for it. We can all do more than we're doing now. And I think that is very encouraging. God has a plan for us. We've been talking about how we're predestined. God chose us before the earth was even formed. And I think that gives so much hope to whatever we are predestined to do. And we need to run to reach the prize, whatever that prize is in your life. And I just want to say, thank you for being with us at Home Group. You know, I just love studying the Bible with you all.
1: Mm. And it is wonderful. Joel, thank you. I want to say one more thing about what Joel just said. We can do more than we're currently doing. When you do more, your capacity expands. Mm -hmm. If you go back and do what you used to do, you feel like you're not doing anything because you've grown so much, your ability has grown. And if you go back to what you used to do, you even kind of think, what in the world was I doing? I used to think I was doing so much, but your capacity expands and you can't go back to that. And that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. You go from faith to faith, glory to glory, ability to ability. God's got so much for you. He just needs you to jump in the race and say, I'm going to make a dash for it. And if you need prayer, let us know. Just write to his prayer at or call us
0: 1-800-742-5593. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.